Welcome to the Encouraging Words for Wives podcast, where we focus on talking about all the real things within a marriage that no one likes to talk about and all of the small decisions that we need to make to be the best version of ourselves to enhance our marriages by following biblical teaching. I'm your host, Simone Phillips from London. For more information, visit our website, www.encouragingwordsforwives.com. I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm just a woman that's been through some stuff and wanted to create a platform to encourage our wives out there. Welcome to episode four. And today I have with me an amazing guest. I've known her actually for, oh, how long have I known you for? I would say a good, I would say seven years, roughly around seven years. Probably didn't even say hello to each other, really. Barely just kind of gave each other eye contact and said, you know, maybe the little nod. And then it was December 2021 where you reached out to me, wasn't it? You reached out. Yeah, she reached out to me. And ever since that phone call, and I think it must have been like the 30th of December or like the 31st. It was like the last days of December. And ever since then, we've just been close like our friendship has blossomed and it doesn't even feel like she's a new friend it feels like I've known her for years we get jokes there's always a vibe we're both craven you know so we share very much similar interests so without further ado let me introduce to you my friend today, my co-host today, Dee. Tell the people, hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. It's Dee. Hey, how are you all? Good to be here. Yeah, Really good to be here. I'm so glad you're here. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dee. I proper and truly appreciate you. And today we're going to be speaking about spending time in God's presence. So I know today is a deep topic. So let's get started. So Dee, tell the people what you do and how long you've been married for. So what do I do? That's a really good question. I've done a lot of things. What do I currently do now? What I will say is I work in financial services. I've been working in financial services for just over 10 years now and in terms of how long have I been married in a few months it will be 16 years wow 16 years yep 16 years wow that is amazing what yes please (laughs) I love that I love that so has there been a season within your life a time within your life where you've drifted from God and if you don't mind sharing what happened so when you ask me that in relation to my marriage or just in... You can talk about your marriage or you could generalise and talk about something else, whatever you want to share. So what I would say, yeah, before I caveat that with that, we will all go through seasons where we drift from mm-hmm. God, whether we wish to admit it or not. And I've had a few of those seasons and it talks about in Ecclesiastics about there's a time, there's a season for everything. So... When I think about it, I would go back to roughly about 2009. 2009 was a very difficult year. 2009 is when I suffered a loss, a personal loss 
of someone very dear to me. And it was really difficult. This person had been unwell for a long time. But when they passed away, obviously, you know, you're going to be sad, right? But you don't know how you're going to be. And at the time, I wasn't able to what I feel give as much as I wanted in terms of the preparation, etc. This person was in this country. And I felt literally like helpless. I felt like I was letting down members of my family because I wasn't in what I felt was the right position to be able to contribute. And I would say for about nine months, I was in a state of depression, to be really honest, not understanding, couldn't understand why God wasn't like helping me. You know, God can do anything. He's a big God, but I'm like, I need you, God, to be able to enable me to do certain things. Why is it not happening? So I found myself literally just going through life in a very robotic state, going to work, turning up, doing all the things that I should be doing. But deep down, I just felt so distant, couldn't understand why God wasn't answering my prayers. You know, blink an eye, do something. I was still going to church, but for them, for me, it was still a routine. I was going, I wasn't partaking, I wasn't singing any hymns, any songs. I was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And every day was a battle. And but especially when it came to Sundays where I go to church, nothing ain't keeping me from church, nothing. <laughs> but I would find in the mornings, I was like, no, I ain't got nothing. What can I wear? I haven't got nothing. And I'd be really emotional. It used to be such a challenge or such a tug of war. Get to church. I'm like, yeah, what? Like, whatever. Is it making any difference? Why am I singing? I know what the Bible says, but you're not helping me, God. So I was really angry with God. Because I was just thinking, you're not making the way. I need a certain thing or certain things to be done. And you're not doing this. Mm. And that was really difficult. As I said, it lasted nine whole months. As I said, I was literally doing the bare minimum. But sometimes I'll talk to God. Sometimes I wouldn't because I was just like, well, what's the point? Because yeah. I felt really disappointed in myself. And I felt like God was letting me down. And I always remember it was like in the January of the following year after the personal loss one day I felt better in myself. And I feel it was to do with like a mindset, a shift. Mm. I just felt better in myself because I say all this to say, even though I had drifted from God, even though I wasn't praying as much, even though I was just like, yeah, whatever, I know what the scripture says, but it's not helping me right now. Where is God? I was still continuing to go to my local church. So I was still doing something, but that closeness wasn't as tight as I usually was. I was still doing my tithes. I was still doing my offering. But to be honest, I was doing it with a bit of attitude because I was just <laughs> like, listen, God, you need to help me out here. You know the situation. You know how I'm feeling. You know I'm feeling disappointed in myself. Nobody was telling me they were disappointed in me, but I was feeling that in myself. Yeah. And I was like saying, God, man, come on now. You knew everything and you know everything before it happens. You knew this was going to happen. So can you make a way right now, please? Thank you. <laughs> you know, and that's how I talk to God because God is our father, but he's my friend, man. He's yeah. my brethren. So I was just like, come on. But as I said, in January of that year, so 2010, I felt a change in myself. And I was just like, do you know what? And I had to say sorry to God because my attitude was wrong, wrong and strong. And I had to apologize because everything happens for a reason. God knows the beginning from the end. And it wasn't the time for me to be able to travel to, some, to the other country. But when I look back, I did everything that I could in my power. And, yeah. you know, my relatives were like, 
you did enough. But for me, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I was beating myself up. And God doesn't want us to beat ourselves up. He just wants us to give it all over to him. He wants us to let go. And even when we don't understand, that's where the Proverbs 3, 5 comes in. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. And lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. With me, I wasn't really acting that scripture. I was like, I don't understand. You need to make me understand. You need, to, And I wasn't leaning on God. I was leaning on myself and yes. then being more disappointed in myself. And it wasn't doing any good for me mentally. But as I said, I got out of it. And when I look back, I'm like, okay, it's cool. It's cool. God's always had me. He never left me. It was just my attitude caused me to have that distance from God and vice versa. I love that. I love that, D. honestly. And I can so relate to what you just said and even what you're saying is ministering to my heart literally you know proverbs the verse that you gave on it is true we have to lean on god and not lean on our own understanding because a lot of times we go through these situations and we want to know the why the when we want to know the time and god's like not yet or not now, yeah. or no, and yes. this is the reason why. It's just a straight no, and yeah. no reason why. And we Absolutely. have to just be understanding it and accept that. Because God won't reveal it to us to protect us, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's about trusting God wholeheartedly and yeah. fully. And having to, not sometimes, but at all times, saying, you know what, God, let your will be done yes. on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. And even if it's not the will that I want. Like, I like to be in control. Let's face it, we ladies. All do. <laughs> we all love to be in control. Even if you don't want to admit it, we all like to be in control. We need to know what's what, what time, what this, how's it going to work? Is it not going to work? So, da, 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 da. we all love that. Come on now, it's ladies. So Come on now, sisters. We like to know. And when we don't know, we get vexed. We're it's like, true. what? Like, I need what's to know. Don't you understand? I've got this to do and I need to know, boom, 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 so that I can do boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But sometimes God, God don't operate like that it's It's like you just have to it's like peter walking on water step out and focus on god Mm -hmm. focus on him not on external stuff that's happening and it's hard it's hard wives and ladies it is hard because as oh my gosh honestly you are my brain is running at 100 miles per hour d you've just put something in my spirit today honestly amen i'm telling you talking about god i'm telling you (laughs) all the time as we do girl as we do (laughs) As we do. Honestly. So how then did you get back in alignment with Christ? I think what helped is even though I was feeling how I was feeling, even though I was in my feelings, as we women do, we get in our feelings and we can be in our feelings for long. Yeah. yeah, I was still going to church. I was still amongst believers. And I think people saw the change in me because I'm a very vibrant, bubbly, energetic person, but I was fairly quiet. So even though people was like, what's the matter? And I wasn't saying anything. People were praying. And I think what it is, it's that support network. People around you praying for you. And I was still going to church, even though in the morning it was a fight. I'm telling you, it was a fight. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to wear. I'm not going nowhere. But then I still reached the church. (laughs) I was still there, even though I weren't singing. And at the beginning of the service, I'd be like singing. I would just be talking the words. I wouldn't even be singing. 
I'd be like, Lord, I lift your name up high. And my face was skin up. Yeah. And then before the end of the song, tune, him, whatever you want to call it, I was like, yeah, Lord, I lift your name on high. So I'd go from talking to singing. And because I was still going every Sunday and I was still doing a bit of praying, even though it wasn't as much. I won't do no fasting because I was like, that's not helping me. But because I was still having some consistency, one day, whatever broke, I just felt that heaviness come off me. And I really want to come to that. I had a lot of heaviness on me, which was a heaviness from the loss Mm -hmm. of someone very dear to me. The heaviness of feeling like I'm haven't got enough in terms of to be able to help my family members, the heaviness of not being able to travel, the heaviness of just feeling really bad about myself. So there was a lot of heaviness. And let's face it, the enemy loves heaviness. He just continues to pile it on. Mm -hmm. So I had to, even despite that heaviness, I was still going in God's house and I was still doing some praying. And eventually that light broke forth and then that heaviness released and then I was back to being that bubbly D and just giving God praise. And as I said, I had to ask God for forgiveness of my attitude because it was wrong, yeah. wrong and strong. God knows that we grieve. You know, we know that he knows that we have to go through the different, the cycle of grief in terms of anger, frustration, disbelief, blame, guilt. But it's important to acknowledge those because he gives us emotions, but it's important to acknowledge those emotions, but it's very important not to stay in there. Yes. So so I got through it. It took me nine months, which is, you know, the same amount of time to have a baby. So I had to go through that process, just like the butterfly or the caterpillar in a cocoon has to go through a process before they come out as a butterfly. I went through that process. And as I said, when I look back on it, I'm just like, you know what? You just put too much pressure on yourself. Nobody was putting pressure on you, but you. You, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got out of it because I was still doing something. It's not like I just stopped going to church. I was still going. Yeah. Worked for it. Good. I and love God's with that. me. He was always with me. Like that footprints prayer. You know, when you ask God, when you're going through heaviness, you think like it's just you. Nobody understands. God's not with you. He's vets you. He's left you. But then when you look back, He's the one that's been carrying you. So and sustaining you, Absolutely. giving you the strength. Giving you peace. To keep going. Mm-hmm. So I got through it. Amen. I love that. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So how important then is it for you to spend time in God's presence? It's fundamental. It's like, come on now. It's like a no-brainer. It's mm-hmm. super important to me. Spending time in God's presence, not just when I feel like it, but even when I don't feel like yes. it, whether I'm tired or I'm not, whether I'm hungry. Right now I'm hungry, yeah. ladies. <laughs> we need to be eating, but this is important. It's about getting at that message. And it's very important in terms of spending time in God's word. It talks about in scripture, about meditating on his word day and night, hiding yeah. his word in your heart because the attacks are going to come. The disappointments are going to come. The frustrations are going to come. The letdowns by people, circumstances, situations are going to come. So it's so important to constantly immerse myself in God's word through reading scripture, mm-hmm. through devotional, through singing. Like I sing in my house. I sound like Beyonce, <laughs> Kelly Rowland, whatever. Like I sing because I know when my voice goes up, it's, It's like angels, you know, and for me, it's really important. So worshipping God with my whole heart, my whole Mm. being, very important because it really helps 
to stoke the Holy Spirit who's within me and God's in me. Yeah. So it's super important. Like when you're praising God, you feel better. You Even do. if you feel like, ah. Oh. But when you start praising him, they say the more you praise him is the better that you feel. Yes. When the praises go up, the blessings come I'm down. Come on, you. ladies. And sometimes you don't feel like it, but it's not about how you feel. It's about who God is. Mm -hmm. And even if he doesn't do anything more for me, he's done more than enough. So it's very important. It's integral to my being to continue to praise and worship God in word, in song, in dance. And listen, I dance. Dance like David. Yes. That's what I'm about. That's right. Love so that. it's super, super important. And you know what? That just reminds me, you know, of today. Today, I had a hard, difficult day. Just, yeah, just really, really difficult. And then on my lunch break, I thought to myself, you know, let me just go to a quiet space and let me read my Bible. There was one verse that jumped out to me. I'll grab it now. It was in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24. And it says, the one who calls you is faithful and he would do it. And just reading that verse, it was just so comforting knowing, you know what, it's for real. My God is faithful. Absolutely. And he's going to do it. That's right. Like and no matter what the enemy's trying to throw at you, the whispers in your head, the, the, you know, the things, the thoughts that come into your head, the way that the enemy tries to whisper in your ears, God will do it. Because why? He is a faithful God. Why? Because he loves us. He will do it. And honestly, when I prayed and I meditated on that verse, I was just like, Lord, thank you. And my whole mood, my mindset shifted. It really did shift. So there's power in God's word, man. And this is why it's so important for us as wives that we go to God first in everything that we do is like what you said D and I love what you said it's fundamental absolutely it's like brushing our teeth in the morning yeah you can't like leave your house that, without it and it's like putting <laughs> that flat iron through our hair ladies okay it's fundamental <laughs> <laughs> it's fundamental like getting our lashes done and our nails <laughs> and our our wigs and our weaves you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's fundamental. fundamental. And it you is. just sometimes, even sometimes, ladies, if you don't even know what to say or you're fed up of saying prayer, even if you just call the name Jesus, mm. the name above all names, it's so powerful. And you will start to feel better. You'll be like, do you know what? I'm not feeling too bad. Even if the situation or whatever it is hasn't, hasn't changed. changed, you will feel a, a shift in your spirit and it mm -hmm. helps your mindset. And it you does. start to smile and God loves that. He recognizes that we get down, but and He wants us to tell Him. He already knows, but He wants us to tell Him to consult with Him before we do things to say, God, I'm thinking about doing this. What mm, do you think? Yeah. I really need your guidance and your direction. I want to do A, but He's saying, Well, no, you need to do B. And you're like, No, God, I don't want to do B. But you have to be obedient to God mm -hmm. and obedient to His word because He knows the plans He has for us right. plans to prosper us, us not, not to harm us, us. Plans, plans for our hope and our future. Okay. Jeremiah 29 11. Yes. Come on now, ladies. <laughs> That's a scripture, a whole preach round that alone. Isn't so, it? yes. Oh, gosh. I love that. So, it's that. encouraging, sis, that you're feeling better by reading just one, one verse. I'm telling you. I'm telling power, you. Power, power, power. Power in God's word, honestly. So, what has God done in your marriage 
from the result of you spending time in his presence? For me, strength to strength. Come on now, men are different from us women. Come on now, women. <laughs> They're different. They think different. Them can't multitask. We can do it very well. Yeah. But for me, it's strength to strength. And it's really important when you take your vows... You're taking it in front of not just your family and friends and nosy parkers, yeah. but you're also taking it in front of God and that covenant that you make. And it's really important for me to keep God in the center of the marriage mm. and it's continued to strengthen us. So strengthen us through the downs, strengthen us through the ups. It's very easy to think of God and remember him in the ups when when you're in the downs, when you're in the challenges, when you're having them arguments. Mm. That's where you see God. And it's healthy for couples to have arguments. But, you know, sometimes you've got to be mindful about the types of arguments, the length of the arguments. So for me, it's, it's strength. Strength and communication is so key. So there's a bond that can never be broken because we continue to make sure that God is in the midst, not on the sidelines, but in the midst. So question for you. You know, you said that God is in the midst mm. of your the centre of your marriage. Yeah. What does that look like in terms of practical steps? Praying together. Praying together in the morning. Praying together in the evening. Praying together in the day. Mm. Praying with each other. Praying for each other. We will have our praise parties in our house. <laughs> we are breaking down some moves. Come on now. And we will dance and worship together. Mm. And we encourage each other with the word. We send each other texts with the word. Voice notes with the word. So it's action. Faith in action. Yeah. You know, they say a couple that prays together stays together. Yeah. So let's continue and talking about God. And yes, it helps when your husband is in Christ. But obviously there are some ladies whose husband isn't in Christ or was in Christ and is out of Christ. But that's why it's important not just to pray with each other, but pray for each other, cover each other. I've got my anointed oil ladies, yes. anoint each other. Yes. So it's faith in action for us, that constant prayer times when I haven't been able to pray for myself because I've been upset about whatever or just challenged husband prays for me and yeah. vice versa so it's faith in action covering each other with prayer I love really that. important I love that and then lastly what advice would you give to women out there to encourage them within their marriage what I will say is about taking one day at a time us mm. women we like to plan come yeah, on it's but it's true. about taking one day at a time and recognizing that the wedding day is fantastic all the dancing eat up the cake and eat up the food but it's about the marriage it's about the longevity mm. and it's about not getting too many people involved in your marriage because everybody's always going to have something to say how mm. you think you should be doing this and how you should be doing that but I would say it's about constant communication with your spouse keeping God in the center all times covering each other with prayer and praying with each other really important and as cliche as it sounds communication is definitely key ladies definitely key good i love that thank you so much d you are so thank welcome you so much for your time today as well but before we go scripture of the day so today's scripture is first corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 which says but I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is man and the head of Christ is God. What's your thoughts on that scripture, Dee? 
You know what, sis, as you were saying that, one of the other pieces of advice that I want to add on to the, what you just asked me previously is about respecting the fact that the man is the head of the household. Yes. Respect goes a long way. Let your husband be that man. Respect your husband, recognising he's the man of the house, you're the woman of the house, but he is the man. Respect your husband. So important. He is the head. That is an essential piece of advice that all ladies need to follow. doesn't matter even if you're the higher earner than your mm. husband, for example. Even if you do more chores in the house than your husband, your husband is the head. So respecting him is going to put your marriage in good stead. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And in terms of the verse, I think, you know, what resonated with me with this particular verse was the fact that this scripture is basically saying God is his head over the man and our husbands are heads over us. And even in situations or marriages where the husband doesn't even know Christ or he doesn't have a relationship with Christ or he doesn't go to church, pray for him to be connected with Absolutely. God the Father. Yeah. In order for him to be in a, that alignment. So it's easier as a woman to follow your husband and respect your husband, because I think that's also an issue or an area for some of the women out there as well, where their husbands are not connected in Christ. So they have to take the lead role. Yeah. They have to be the one that they are the head of the house. And it's like, no, that's how the enemy gets into your marriage. You have to pray over your husband. You have to anoint, even if you anoint his clothes without him knowing. For example, anoint his clothes, anoint him in his sleep. He doesn't even know what's going yeah, pray on. Pray for them when they're sleeping. Pray yeah. for them. All of that stuff. You have to do all of that. Also, the enemy attacks the man first. Yeah. Because he knows the importance of a male being the head of the family. So that's why he attacks the male first. Okay. So any sort of situation or let's just say, for example, in a family, most families, the dad or the males walked away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that affects everything else. That it absolutely does. And it negatively yeah. impacts the family. Absolutely. You know, because the enemy doesn't like families. He doesn't like unity. He doesn't like love. God loves that. God loves family. That's why he created Adam and Eve. You know, he likes unity. God is love. The enemy likes division. That's right. He likes to cause drama, turmoil, all of these things within a marriage. Yeah. And this is why it's so important that the man is connected to Christ. But then if he's not, that's where ladies, we have to step up our game and be so intentional about the prayers that we're praying. And you cover your husband with the mighty blood of Jesus. Amen. And you anoint your husband. You don't even need to tell him what you're doing. It's between you and God. He doesn't need to know a thing. You just go to your secret place and you put down some prayer over your husband. And God will do it because God is faithful, you know. But just to encourage you women out there who are in a marriage where your husbands are not, there in Christ that's fine he's not there yet God can change things and move things around you just continue to have faith and be faithful during that time 
quite deep today. Oh my gosh. It is, but it's so essential because there are a lot of ladies out there that are experiencing and questioning and wondering what they should be doing or what they're doing, whether they should continue to do the praying because they're not seeing the instant results. So it goes back different you know scenario in terms of what i wanted from my personal loss but in terms of having faith it goes back to what you're saying having faith remember faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains yeah so we have to be tested Mm -hmm. to understand um you know gain our spiritual muscles so having faith and talking to god and praying to god and praying about your husband praying over your husband and giving him the respect as the man of the house listen, you won't regret it, ladies. So you've got to keep fighting, keep fighting the enemy, Mm. resist him, and eventually he will flee from you. Yes, yeah. Sorry, I've got one last question, Dee. I'm going to throw a spanner in the world. Okay, go on. Sorry. So you know you said about respecting your husband. Yes. What does that look like? Because I battled with this massively in like the first year of marriage because I was like, but what does that mean? Like respecting your husband, but I do respect him. But what does that mean in terms of from a practical standpoint? Because my thing was... I used to roll my eyes when I spoke. (laughs) I will have attitude. I will cock my neck to the side. So I battled with that massively. So in terms for you, what do you do to respect your husband? It's about acknowledging your husband that he is his own person, that he has his own views. It's not about talking down to him like he's a little boy. Yeah, It's about talking to him at a certain level. Sometimes they say it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Tone accounts for so much things. So it's, as I said, not talking at your husband, but talking to your husband, talking with your husband, not just necessarily making certain decisions off your own back, but consulting your husband. It's you're in it as a team. It's not just you, it's you and them. So respecting them praising them when they do something thank you so much for doing that they take out the bins they do whatever thank you so much babes I appreciate that not kind of saying why don't you do this why don't you do that why don't you do that and not berating them it's respect to them because there might be some things that you do more of like you might do more of the cooking husband does more of the hoovering you do more of the taking the children to school but he does more of the bills because you're working as a team so it's it's respecting your husband saying knowing that he's doing all that he can do okay there might be some lazy men out there okay we can't ignore that but still respect your husband he's a man he's an individual he has his own viewpoints and his own ways of doing things it might not be your way but if the job's getting done respect him praise him encourage him and thank him for what he does don't berate him and talk to him like a little boy because if you do that then you're disrespecting him and when men get disrespected then that's just opening up a whole level, another can of worms. So showing that respect and appreciation and acknowledgement when they do something and not berating when they don't do something the way that you think that it should be done. Yes, I love that. Bite your tongue, ladies. Bite your tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to Jesus. (laughs) No, but it's so true. It's so true. Just pick up the dirty socks and just... Yeah, don't no eye nothing. rolling, sis. It's so true. Yeah, don't talk. A man doesn't like to be talked at. They don't like to be felt like they're like a little boy. Yes. Men don't like that. Yeah. They want to be treated as a man. Big them up, man. Make them feel good. <laughs> Come on it's now, so ladies. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my goodness. D, I've actually loved this. 
like I, to be fair, I love our conversations anyway. So I only knew that you coming on here would just be pure jokes. And to be, there's no difference. We've we've just got headphones and a mic in our hand. Okay. Because okay. our conversations are like this, off air and on air That's now. Right. Do you know what I mean? This is how we talk. So. Thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I do hope, ladies, that they're, what we've been speaking about, that there's a lot of things that you can relate to and think, do you know what? They're right. Practice it. Try it. Do you know what? When we pray, God is not man, so he can't lie. So what we pray for, it comes to pass, but we can't put God in a box. So we just need to be open, open to the possibilities. He blesses us. And yeah, sometimes our husbands get on our nerves, but sometimes we get on their nerves. Yeah. But remember the reasons why you got married in the first place. Remember what attracted you to that person in the first place. Remember why you fell in love with your husband in the first place. Go back to those things and pray to God. And even if you're feeling vexed with your husband, ask God to soften your heart. Yes. And he always comes through. Love always it. comes through so thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you absolute pleasure thank you so much d appreciate you thank you if you also have any suggestions or ideas that you would like to see featured on the podcast i welcome your input please send this to info at encouragingwordsforwives.com let's keep the conversation going and connect with me on all social media platforms you can find me on instagram i'm on tiktok and on twitter be sure to go over to apple Podcasts, spotify and wherever else you are listening to your podcast remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode i'm excited i'm so excited for this journey and i really pray that you all have a blessed week and take care